Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say spoiler right now uh, because we've just uh, we're we're breaking we're breaking news. So the new season of The Mandalorian is uh, is today. Yeah, and it's really odd because they actually masked the name of it. You have to watch for it. I mean, if you look on Mandalorian's page, you won't find the new season. Yeah, you just have to go to mm. Book of Boba Fett. Yes, the Book of Mandalorian. Yes. The Book of Dinjarin. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine if they like tried to mix the two theme songs together. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> How terrible that would be. Yeah, interesting stuff. So yeah, obviously we're going to be going over uh, the fifth episode or chapter five of the book of uh, Boba Fett, which does it have a title? I don't know. It never says it on the Disney Plus app. Let's see if it says it on the DB. No, no. Does it not? Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm trying to find it. It doesn't. It doesn't have a. Na- it, it doesn't have a name in in IMDb. It, all the others do. It's just Chapter Five, and then the the description: an unexpected ally emerges. Yeah. <laughs> Who could it be? Oh, it's Cara so, Dune. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. Oh boy, can of worms there, huh? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're, we're obviously going to discuss the episode, but. Uh, Probably even bigger news. Did you know that we recrossed 300 uh, followers on Twitter this week? Why, yes, because we actually plan out our episodes and I know everything we're going to talk about beforehand. No, I didn't. That's awesome. How many times is yeah, that we, now? Five? <laughs> nah, this is the second time. Yeah, uh, Twitter is just such a weird place. You you lose <laughs> followers and you gain them back and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I just thought that was that was kind of funny. Well, we're about to lose them again after this episode. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll see. There, there could be some hot takes here, but, uh, but yeah, man, how's your week been? Not too bad. Uh, I don't know if I told you or not. I started a new job Friday, and that's been mm-hmm. fun. It's it's a placeholder job for sure. It's not it's not fun. It's very boring. But other than that, I haven't really done a whole lot, honestly. Just you know, pretty boring week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you're, you, the Darth is actually going, uh, going back to school, uh, yes, for uh, computer coding, or is that is that computer accurate? programming is technically oh, what's called, okay. but yes, essentially coding. Hashtag learn to code. Yeah. Boomer. The two. The I'm older t- than you are. <laughs> the two-hour course. It teaches you how to print out "Hello World" and you're ready to start at Google. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure get your uh get your photoshop uh renewed and your i don't know adobe premiere sure <laughs> once you once you get this once you get this degree does that mean that you you automatically by default have to take over the editing of all the podcasts and stuff well i mean unfortunately <laughs> the degree won't go into audio files oh, dang it. all that much dang. I mean, at some point, I could probably <laughs> help you a lot more with it, but <laughs> oh, I mean, honest, honestly, we keep it so simple here. Yeah. It's 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 legitimately the easiest thing. I was well, you it's know, I was the easiest with thing her. when we have proper recording apparatuses like we do now. True, yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. Now, 
now we just have to push to get you uh, get you a, a, a more expensive mic. Notice I didn't say a better mic, just a more expensive <laughs> mic. <laughs> yes, it's all about brand loyalty. Oh yeah, boy. What's the um, What's the big one? Um, the, I'm probably going some seven B. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna completely butcher this, but is the brand like Avalanche that everyone Yeti? What is oh, it? Oh, Yeti. Yeti that everyone uses. <laughs> It, well, Yeti's Yeti was Yeti was a huge mic, and, and a lot of people still use it. But nowadays, like, well, not right at this very second because there is, um, you know, that whole sort of bit of scarcity for technology. Right. Um, so a lot of mics have have gone up in price. They've kind of normalized a bit. Like, I mean, I found like used MV7s, like the one I use for, you know, pretty reasonable prices. Again. Um, Obviously, like the SM7B, which has been a staple in the podcasting community forever, uh, is still still relatively up there. Rode, of course, you know, making mm-hmm. a bunch of different mics and so forth. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean the old uh, the old 58s are still good, which is which is what you use. I mean that's still a still a, a good mic. But um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. Has has microphone technology continued all that much? Well, I mean, heck, people are still recording like instrumental stuff with ribbon mics and ribbon mics have been around forever. Yeah, I was just so. about to say, have, have we really jumped in technology all that much? I mean, for podcasts and everything, <laughs> it seems like we have, but <laughs> you go back yeah, to, no, not really. I don't know. Music's different though. It's its own entity. People like to try and keep things as classic as possible. It seems like, I mean, well, sometimes if it isn't broke, don't fix it yeah. type of deal. I mean, you know, like, my my guitar amp is very old technology. It's a, it's a tube amp. Yeah. It's very old, but it's uh, tried and true, and it's very easy to work on because mm-hmm. everyone has learned how to work on it. You know, yeah, sometimes 100%, taking new so. technology is not the route to go. Depending on what kind well, of person just, you are, yeah, it just all depends. I mean, like amplifier wise, I mean back back in the day when like uh, solid state amps or digital amps started kind of trying to break their way through, and they weren't very good for a while and then they became just as i mean now like you know i mean this isn't star wars related but like a boss katana is you know one of the tops on the market uh fender has a yeah the uh, mustang that you got me i mean that's a very comparable you can do a lot with it you know (laughs) yeah the mustang line the champion um everybody has a has a, a some sort of digital amp and they're usually a lot cheaper but and lighter and build in effects and all that good sort of stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still good to get to the, to the tried and, and true, uh, as well. But anyway, so yeah, that, that was an interesting talk. Let's go <laughs> ahead and move on. No. <laughs> Audio files there, here. Don't mind us. Yeah. Well, there, there is one other thing that I did want to bring up, uh, today. So we had an announcement that we're going to potentially be getting some more games, so Eclipse was already announced a while ago, but it is essentially confirmed that there is going to be a Fallen Order uh, sequel that, that is in the works. And I guess that there are like two or, or three other uh, games, which I really haven't uh, looked into all that much, but I guess one's like a first-person shooter uh, from uh, Respawn, I think. Uh, hmm. You know, uh, what else was there? I don't remember if I, I didn't really look too hard into this, but 
essentially more more Star Wars games, and and I think that um, you know F- Fallen Order was was hugely popular, and it wasn't just popular amongst Star Wars fans; it was popular because it was a great you know story driven game, and a lot of people really got into it, and the the gameplay was fun, it was engaging, the story was interesting, so. That that I think is is uh, is definitely a welcome news. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of funny, you know, not getting too far into this episode, but we kind of almost got an yeah, Easter yeah. egg today because of that. <laughs> yeah, fun. for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, Fallen Order was an amazing game with a great story. For some reason, I don't know why. It's clearly me because I've talked to other people who've played it, but I struggled with that game so much. On even the easiest difficulties, for some reason, I just could not get the combat down. The boss battles just killed me on that game, but it's it's a fun game, and I'm excited for well, a sequel. It, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't. Um, would be the word. It wasn't uh, built for. It wasn't a baby game. No, <laughs> there you go. No, well, it's kind of like know, you know, Dark Souls and whatnot, which I never really yeah, played like those games. Or, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's good. Good news there. Good to see more uh, Star Wars games coming out. Uh, in, you know, hopefully interesting Star Wars games. Um, but yeah, that was that was news. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> well, what, what else? What else do we have to gab about before we kind of get in the episode? Anything? Uh, no, I think I'm ready to you know. Okay. You know, hold back quite a bit. <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. yes um i mean let let's let's just sort of jump right in so for for those of you who have followed this series i think that we have had somewhat opposite reactions to popular opinion on the show i think as a as a blind recap without remembering our ratings or writing that sort of stuff down I don't think either of us were a huge fan of episode one and two. I think three and four is kind of where we started to fall in line, especially four, you know, our last episode that accurate. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, We pretty much have the same opinion on this show so far. And yeah, yeah. The last two episodes have been pretty solid. And I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, I was looking for a gangster movie and, you were looking specifically for a Godfather remake. Godfather <laughs> 2, yes. Godfather yeah. Part 2. Which, by the way, um, just kind of jumping off topic, did you see that they're uh, they're celebrating the 50th anniversary by putting it in theaters again? And it's going to be 4K. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm interesting. Kind of thinking about going for it. That. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, everything's digitally yeah, remastered. It's pretty cool. God, that's a long movie, though. It, I, it blew my mind that it's 50 years old. It really did. <laughs> 50 years old? Yeah. 50. The Godfather is 50 years old? Yeah. Well, unless, uh, well, let me just double check, but I'm pretty sure it was 50th anniversary. It might have been 40th. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, March 24th, 1972. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, part two was two years later, and then part part three was, like, 1990. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's um, that's interesting. Yeah, I would definitely be down to watch that in the theater. 
what was I doing? So when I was down in Texas, we passed a theater. What did they have playing? I want to say it was one of the Indiana Jones movies, but I could be wrong. That'd be fun, too. But I was like, you know, I, I kind of wish more theaters did that because I, I would probably go for that, like a, a screening of a... And I'm sure they do. Maybe I'm just not up on that. But I would be down to watch, like, old classics in a theater. I think that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, I would too. I mean, it's an experience that you can never get from owning the ultra HD 4K mm. version of anything. Well, unless you had your own home theater. True. True enough. <laughs> but for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we when we hit the lottery and and you know, build b- massive houses out in the middle of nowhere with home theaters. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah, they're Godfather. Great, great movie, though. Mm-hmm. I do love a good gangster movie, so... And that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, back into the show. So, uh, Mandalorian season, you know, ne- what, uh, three, <laughs> right? Three, four? <laughs> yes. I'm forgetting. Five? Uh, so, yeah, episode one of The Mandalorian. Look, I'm going to say this up front. I was a bit put off by this episode, not because it wasn't a good episode, but because it isn't the book of Boba Fett. This legitimately felt more like episode one of the Mandalorian, uh, the next season, season three. Yeah. Yeah. We had talked about this. I mean, this should have been the opening episode by far for our next season. There, there's well, no tie-in whatsoever. Well, we, we didn't see Boba Fett in the entire episode. We saw yeah. Fennec Shan at the very end. Yeah, for about 20 seconds. That was... Yeah. We had 20 seconds of Book of Boba. The rest was all Mando. And it was a good episode of Mandalorian. If we're actually right. calling it what it is, it was a good episode. But none yeah, of, I would say so. I would say so. None of the exposition, none of the setup had anything to do with Boba Fett, and it was just kind of insulting, honestly. Well, and it makes you wonder how bought in, you know, Disney or Lucasfilms is with this whole experiment with Boba Fett. And I got I got asked yesterday uh, by by Chase, my buddy Chase from These Are the Voyages podcast. He he had said, you know, so I know that this is you know it's seven episodes. Do you do you think they're gonna do another season, or is it just a limited engagement? Because effectively on the internet, it doesn't really say that it's limited. But judging by this, I would absolutely say it's limited. And we're not we're not going to do um, another season because why would we? If you're if you're and I, I don't want to say wasting, but if you are spending a full episode away from your main protagonist what would be the point in doing a second season? Are you just going to do it again? There, there wasn't an episode of Mandalorian season one or two where we didn't see Din Djarin, right? No. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like forgetting anything, am I? <laughs> if you are, then I am too. And we had talked about this on a few episodes that we were very worried about Din Djarin being kind of pushed to the side. You know, Mando being yeah. pushed to the side for... Um, Whoever the character of the week was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if we got into, like, the bigger ones, like Ahsoka and Boba, I mean, even then we were like, oh, God, Boba Fett's going to take over Mandalorian, and now it's the opposite. And the thought of an episode of Mandalorian going like this, where we focused on Ahsoka for the entire episode, I think that the fan base would even 
for something like Ahsoka would be a lot more angry than they probably are with this. You know, but I don't think that they would be because of the, the such a positive uh, spit of feedback for this particular episode because everyone, everyone has been going nuts. And right now on IMDb... Well, with, and that's my point. With, They're going nuts because it's Mandalorian. Well, yeah, Taking yeah, away yeah, yeah, from I, Boba. If it was something else taking away from Mandalorian, I think people would be angry. Uh, yeah, I, su- I suppose so. But we're, we're, we're talking about 5,000 ratings, over, over 5,000 ratings now. On IMDb with a 9.5. Yeah. That's, a ni- 9.5 that's crazy. Rating. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think it's, it's because people want Mandalorian. And here's the other thing, too. The other thing I was thinking about, it seems like, I mean, I guess is th- th- this is the reason why they pushed the next season of Mandalorian back. Because it seems like the plan is to in- just incorporate him here. Yeah. And and it's like either they maybe they didn't think Boba Fett was going to be a very strong show have a strong showing. Maybe they didn't have enough story in there because again this episode also diminishes the the struggle on Tatooine for me as well. Yeah, they because blow last it week off. we had this by, by way of the mechanic right. they blow off everything happening with the bikes and everything yeah, else. For, for, exactly. And, and the whole thing is is like the last episode we were like we're going to war. I've got plenty of credits. We need muscle. And, and it's like, okay, great. But now it, it almost seems like you've diminished this whole going to war thing because you took an entire episode off to follow Mando, which I love Mando. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But it just, it just kind of is like, oh, eh. Eh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Take yeah. a break, whatever. And, and another thing that was kind of annoying for me when you think about it is, and granted, it's going to be a very small sect of people, but say you only watch Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Only watch Mandalorian. You will not try Ahsoka. Uh, you will not try Kenobi. You will not try true. Boba Fett. And then yeah. you go into season three of Mando. This is a lot of exposition that you'd miss. A lot. <sighs> and I understand tie-ins. You have the right to do that with any tie-in, but it is so heavy-handed. You go through so yeah. much of what's happening between the last time we saw Mando and when we're going to see him in um, Season 3, Episode 1. Even mm-hmm. uh, uh, small references, like the Victus reference of, you know, you saved me and I appreciate you. What was that about? You know, what was yeah, there? Yeah. There's so much that could be missed potentially with a certain uh, more casual audience that doesn't care about Boba Fett. And there are people out there like that. Yeah, that, that's actually a really good point, uh, because what what did I complain about? Why didn't we see Boba Fett uh, shoot Bib Fortuna in this in this show? Uh, and we did. Eventually we did. We sure. did. But it wasn't in the beginning, and that's kind of how I would have started it. Just, again, personally, not a director, not a writer. I get it. But that just would have made more sense for me. Uh, but and yeah, you're you right. had you not I mean, watched Mandalorian, you would have missed out on that for quite a while and been in the dark. Sure. But I, I, you are right, though. There is certainly a larger sub... Well, I don't know how large it is, but there's a subsection of people that only watch Mandalorian mm-hmm. only have Disney Plus for like a month or two to binge watch Mandalorian. Yeah. So... So yeah, that that's an interesting point, um, and and there again, a lot of casual fans. How are they going to even know to go to this if they're not actively following 
something Star Wars related. So yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that how that's justified. But and let's, again, let's just ju- for the casual fan, like even just going for people who are really obsessed with Boba Fett and didn't care mm-hmm. about Mandalorian. This right. is going to be so jarring going through. Imagine binge watching this in a day and like, oh, yeah, this is going good. Episode five rolls around. Who is this? What is this? Mm. What is going on right now? Like a ca- a casual fan who hasn't watched since, you know, Return of the Jedi, who is just into the old stuff. And they're like, oh, Boba Fett's back. I'd watch that. But but let's let's be honest about one thing. It's it's a good point, but let's be honest about one thing. I don't think that there's anybody casual or not that hasn't watched Mandalorian. <laughs> it's probably true. It is, and I'm probably being very niche here with this, but I just think it's no, so... No, I only want to watch Boba Fett. <laughs> you know what? There are Star Wars fans that only care about Boba Fett. Fight me on it. But there's well, probably like only one, three of them. <laughs> well, yeah, one one dude... That one person, that one dude who has the like twenty thousand dollar Boba Fett action figure mm. right now. Gosh, yeah. But right. no, I mean, anyway. it, it's just it's. I, I'm being heavy handed myself here. I guess it's just very jarring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's just go ahead and jump in uh, to the episode. Uh, we have Mando out on a bounty. He is he is on a bounty. He's, he's going to collect a meat guy. What a weird, what a weird thing! It, it you know, the, the, what I thought of, I thought of Blade for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to hear, and they're just hacking me. Dun, 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 just wondering, like, are we going to a club next? Maybe with some me, blood raining make, from the ceiling. <laughs> make make me a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Extra I w- onions. I will say this is a, actually a really realistic looking setting. It looks great for our I mean, universe, it, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it actually does does look great. Yeah. But yeah, so Mando puts down the the puck. He he breaks out the tracker. We find the guy we're looking for, and I have to say this: like, so again, we didn't mention it yet, but this is also directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and there is a lot of people right now that are saying, if Bryce Dallas Howard doesn't get a movie, it would be a waste of her talent. And there's Absolutely. been a lot of people that have. There have been a lot of people that have called for for her to pick up where her dad left off, or old, good old Ron, and do Solo 2, which we already discussed is now off the table because of the comics. Yeah. But if you if you were, I think I, I do think that with what the two episodes or three episodes of Mandalorian, with now these two episodes of Boba Fett. I absolutely do believe that she deserves to get a movie. Like we should, we should try and get her working into that and it could be original. I think solo two would absolutely be awesome, but there's, there's no way there's too much. There's too much in the mix for, for like a Kira series, potentially all the, the comic stuff that's going with crimson dawn. Um, and then even some like Han Solo adventure stuff. So I personally, I think that that's off the table, but I definitely okay. Let, let me let me put, pose a question to you, Ryan Johnson. Right, so Ryan Johnson hat was confirmed, and then it slowly slipped into rumor and legend about him getting his own trilogy. Right, right. 
Would you rather see a Ryan Johnson movie or a Bryce Dallas Howard movie at this point? Is that even a question? <laughs> I mean, it, it, to be, I, I, I know what you're saying, but it is a legitimate question because here's the thing. I know a lot of people, Last Jedi was divisive. I get that. But like, it's clear that he is a good filmmaker because The Last Jedi was beautiful and he follows up with Knives Out, which was a very serviceable popcorn flick. I actually enjoyed it. I watched it in a theater. I thought it was good. It's not something I need to watch again because once you figure it out, it's, it's done. But I think that like he is a serviceable movie maker, uh, filmmaker. Yeah. So I, 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 I would agree that I think that you know, that movie was beautiful, honestly, mm-hmm. in every way that it could have been. So I'm not necessarily just crapping on him. I don't think that he's that terrible. I think he was not fit for Star Wars. Well, here, let, 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 let me Bryce further is. up. <laughs> yeah, let, let me further up with one more thing. Let's let's say Ryan Johnson does uh, a High Republic movie. Let's take him out of the main line. Let's put him in, in the new universe. Let's say he's going to do a High Republic movie versus Bryce Dallas Howard doing, I don't know, an unknown project because I can't really think of it aside from Solo 2, but right. you know, whatever. Let's just say unknown Bryce Dallas Howard. Let's take out any sort of like, you know, pogging about, you know, what it's going to be popping off and just like a High Republic movie with Ryan Johnson. What, what, what would you, what would you think that? Um, as far as instead of Bryce doing something else or no, just no, I'm just saying happening. so, so on, so on, on one hand you have Ryan Johnson doing high Republic. He's out of the main line. He's not going to do anything with our main characters, but just entirely new universe. Or on the other hand, you have Bryce Dallas Howard with a completely unknown project. No idea what it is. It could be literally anything, but it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce. Which one would you take? I would okay, take. Yeah, and, and that being said, <laughs> I would actually not be opposed to a Ryan Johnson High Republic movie. That doesn't well, sound I, you bad know, to let, me. It'd be a no. Very, let him go. It let would him have go to wild. be very stylized. So I think he would actually be more uh, competent in that, and it'd be That's something I, that doesn't yeah. have as much established lore that he could mess up. Because I don't think that he took enough time to really study the lore to get a movie right. And I don't think High Republic would yeah. be a problem there. No, and and you hit the nail on the head, the stylized element yeah. with his with his aesthetic, I think that he can make that look really cool. Yeah. Cuz most of and them, then, to me, most of all you have to do is consult Claudia Gray. Right. And to me at that point, <laughs> High Republic is mainly just stylized Star Wars essentially. I think that was yeah, the whole the point part. of throwing it in that era. It's just like yeah. Renaissance period. What do you think of Renaissance? Stylized yeah. things. Art, beautiful and, and, and landscapes, could, beautiful backdrops, yeah. beautiful uh, cutscenes yeah. and ships, and yeah, that yeah. would be perfect for him. Still want to see Bryce instead, because I'll tell you uh, what. Regardless yeah. of how annoyed I was when I saw Mando pop on screen, annoyed and happy, I will say I was happy to see him. Mm-hmm. Annoyed to see him on this title. This scene is the best bounty scene I have ever seen in anything Star Wars related. Not only just Mando, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, and and we mentioned it last week how she's definitely not afraid to put a little bit of the violence in here. Uh, more because than like a I said, <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it's much more egregious in this episode. But like when, when I talked about Godfather Two, I talked about you know the the hit scenes where they Sunny were destroying their enemies. Know. Yeah, 
And in last last week's episode, we saw that anger in Boba Fett as he was taking out uh, the the biker dudes. Yeah. Um, so that that was interesting. But yeah, now she she's kind of turned it up a, a little bit more uh, to. I don't want to say 11 because this isn't a spinal tap <laughs> podcast, but still she turned it up so much more because the, the violence in this scene as as you alluded to is, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot. There's, there's a lot of stabby McStabbersons, but then like Mando is constantly getting shot. And then of course he whips out the dark saber before he did that. My, my thought was, Hey, what timeline are we in here? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, he has a spear. I know generally I didn't notice that at. at first. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't look at that at first. I, I noticed it after the fact. I was like, oh, but when he ignites the dark saber, it's like, oh, yeah. this is like directly after the last season. So and we're, we're moving the timeline. And he's not good at using it yet. <laughs> well, he and we get, some, we get some lore. We get yeah. some lore with that eventually, which we'll talk about. But just in reference to the scene, you know, he's... He even cuts one of these like cow deals uh, in half as he's slashing around. He and stabs right somebody that, in the gut. I'm like, oh, so we're going kind of uh, PG here. Like, we're not even going to actually kill anything with the dark saber because he's got the he's got the little like knife wrist thing going on where he's stabbing people with that and he's hitting people yeah. with his gauntlets. Like, oh, oh. Oh, dude, he, he, he cuts someone he in cut, half. He cuts someone in, and it's <laughs> it's not off screen. Because even when we got that first scene in Mando, when he that, yeah. decapitates the dude in the door, we don't see that necessarily like fully. This is completely in frame, and it's a bounty through body. Like this is a main, not a main character, but like the main target. <laughs> yeah, just because it, it, he pissed it, him off and almost hurt him, you know. Well, he also hurt himself too. He yeah. kind of stung himself with the same. And this I that I thought was that. kind of well, <laughs> same here because with the Jedi, they're proficient with their with their sabers. But it would have in, been interesting to have seen like Luke in the original series, you know, in the original with trilogy, hurting himself with a saber at yeah. least once. Yeah. But of course, Luke is Luke, and Mando's not a Jedi. He doesn't have the Force. Well, we'll see what happens later. <laughs> But currently, he doesn't have any force abilities. So, yeah, he pops himself right on the calf. Yeah. So that was actually, I thought that was a, a really cool touch. It, it was. And also, it sets him up for a lot of vulnerability right after the fight scene, which he yeah. handles perfectly. Because, I mean, these people probably could have taken him out at that point. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and the way he actually deals with that, I loved. And, you know, you kind of mentioned... Um, how subdued Boba Fett was. And I think that this fight scene kind of shows how if, if Mando does end up being muscled to some extent for him, how brutal this battle really could go with the Pikes because yep. Mando is becoming more brutal and we potentially have BK fighting alongside Mando, which would just be epic. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So much decapitation and carnage. <laughs> Yeah, one, one more thing I want to talk about here, because you, you alluded to the rest of the Meat Packers union here. Um, so one thing I do want to say, I did not care very much for their um, prosthesis, the the masks that these guys wore. A couple of half them were kind of janky, yeah. Well, half of them look like bulldogs. The other half kind of look like they're zombies. And uh, they, they didn't look... Um, they didn't look 
it, I don't want to rag on it. They didn't look great to me. Like it feels like makeup could have maybe put a little bit more time into that. And, and again, like I'm sure that this took a lot of time. There were several of them. We're talking about like a dozen actors here, yeah. but it, it just didn't look, uh, it didn't look as good polished. as I'm used it to wasn't seeing polished for, especially when you're watching Mando, even if it isn't on Mando, it, yeah, you expect a certain, amount of polish for the uh uh, for all this stuff and i will say that they did the main target well you know they really focused on characters that were on frame a lot they did do a good job but yeah this scene was a little awkward because of that i thought the premise of it was really cool i think he the way he escapes is awesome but like the first guy who sneaks past him it's like uh this ain't looking good like he needs another hour with the makeup crew. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, just as a, a bit of a course correction here. So it did, you know, we normally have the episode up when we're talking about this. So it does say chapter five, return of the Mandalorian. It's just weird that it didn't show up on IMDb. Cause yeah. I usually have, I, I think that and they're Disney just trying to not to do be spoilery yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's the actual name of the episode. Now, as we go along here, we, go to this ring city, which is effectively kind of a play on a Dyson sphere. And like Dyson spheres have been relatively uh, distinctive to different fandoms. Uh, Star Trek had an episode with a Dyson sphere, which, uh, you know, my buddy Eric from these are the voyages as well would, I think that was relics. It was, it was relics was the episode name. Um, Also drew a lot of comparisons to halo. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did pull up one other thing. I don't know what the heck it is. Uh, I'm sure some of our, maybe some of our listeners would know what the hell this is. Ring World? Uh, I don't don't know. They say it's like a popular series published in the 70s. I guess it's one like Hugo and Nebula Awards. I don't know. There were a couple, there were like follow-up books and stuff. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm going to have to look into that now just to see what the heck it is. Yeah. Um, but interesting, interesting concept, mm-hmm. uh, for, for this, uh, for this deal. And I mean, scientifically the, the Dyson sphere, if I remember correctly, the whole idea behind a Dyson sphere was capturing the energy of like a star to effectively power everything. So you have your own like mini sun inside but I think the idea was inside of a sphere, not a ring. Right. Um, but there again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not real well, well versed in there. Uh, so anyway, we get Mando who's visibly, visibly limping, uh, taking the head in a bag to his uh, client who is super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have eat. dinner with you. Eat, set, set and eat. I was starting to wonder if the guy was trying to poison him or something because it's like, why are you so obsessed with him eating with you? Is that just a cultural thing with your species or what's going on here? (laughs) Just do it. Do it. Sit and drink the aid with us. (laughs) Yeah. So Mando has a little bit of trouble. Now, the the only thing I want to nitpick here a little bit. His payoff was weird for this bounty. His payoff Effectively, his was payoff crap. It was terrible. It was the worst well, payoff ever for the best bounty ever. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, essentially, what his what his payoff was is directions down an alley to find the remaining two, uh, you know, cult members. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you really need to go fight an entire group of butchers for that? No it seemed kind of strange. No one else would do it. I mean, information's important, I guess, but still, it, it sort of seemed a little little odd. But anyway, he limps down to the, uh, what did they call it? The substrata, I think, is what they called it. The substratus, some kind of chamber or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, he points him down an alley, and there's like some hidden hidden ink. <laughs> and uh, we get the armor. And uh, was it was it Paz, Paz Vizsla? One of the Vizslas. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. That was the other thing, too. It, IMDb hasn't updated the full cast, which is so strange. They They're normally so no, it, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, we have, we have the two remaining members of uh, of our little cult here. Yeah, two of what? What do you say? Three survived total. He uh, was Mando he including was Mando? Third. Okay, I'm yeah. not sure if there were yeah. three other members or not. Okay, correct. So, so have we seen Paz at this point? Am I just drawing yeah, a blank I'm, on him? I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, wasn't he the heavy gunner guy that was, I, I think John Favreau played. Oh, I could yes. be wrong on that. Yes, I don't he, remember. I, you know what? He might have been. And yeah. if he was, then that reference makes sense to the whole thanks for saving me thing. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, here are a couple of questions that are completely overthinkers. It is Paz Vizsla. There we go. So Mando doesn't have a ship. How did he get back to the ring world with a head and a bag? Yeah. And I'm only asking that because eventually when he leaves, he has to do his really, it really felt, well, we'll get to that here in a second. Let's just continue on here. But how did he get from point A to point B with a head and bag? Yeah. All I can think is maybe it was part of the bounty and it was like prepaid passage to and from the target, but maybe I, I am yeah. filling some plot holes there. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not big. It's just, you know, my logical brain. Uh, so he gets, uh, he gets healed. He shows the armor, the, the dark saber. Um, and she kind of explains a little bit of the, of the dark saber, the dark sabers lore to him. And again, this uh, is one of those scenes where it's like, if you weren't watching Boba Fett and you were only interested in Mando, <laughs> This True. scene is kind of vital. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It maybe not vital, but it's pretty important. I feel like in the in the grand gist of everything going on with the dark saber, like why wouldn't you throw this into Mandalorian instead? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But she does understand could, this scene could have happened at a timeline, really, up until the point yeah. where he finds Grogu again. Yeah, it didn't have no to doubt. be here. Yep. So uh, Mando does, uh, well, the armor does explain that, you know, you got to win it by creed and battle, all that good sort of stuff with arms wide open, of course. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Whenever anybody just overuses the word creed, it just (laughs) makes me. With arms wide open. And and I love how during her explanation, it's like, but if someone gets the dark saber in any other way than what I just explained, even though that's unlikely, but I'm going to tell you that because I know already that you did that. <laughs> Our order yeah. will go to crap. <laughs> yeah. You will bring a curse upon us all. 
<laughs> prepaid that curse because we've already been going through some stuff lately. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now we do get a little bit of um, tension here with 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 Paz and and Dinjar and uh, Paz starts by like asking, you know, did you did you defeat? Okay, yeah, you defeated him. Uh, oh yeah, did you kill Moff Gideon? Uh, no, he's gonna face justice. Like, oh, blah blah blah. We should have just cut him in half. All that good stuff. And of by stuff. the way, did Moff Gideon really cause the deaths of millions of Mandalorians? Millions. Well, I think the idea was that he he either led or took part in the siege. Yeah. So technically, yes, probably indirectly by order. Did he personally yeah. kill all of them? No, obviously not. That's crazy. Uh, so let's also talk about the spear. So the spear is no more. Piss the spear. Me off. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of it either for some reason, because it, here, here's the thing. So the armor specifically says that this can pierce Beskar. Beskar should not be made for as weapons. It should be made for armor. And it's like, well, yeah. And. See, here's my problem with this. I completely understand the concept of if we make some, if we hold all of this material that is rare and we only make it as a defensive weapon, then we're protected against other people. And if they get a hold of a weapon instead of the armor, then they could potentially hurt us. But you could use yeah. the same logic for them getting a hold of the armor. And mm -hmm. if you are therefore stronger by having a best car weapon, and you're less likely to fall in battle because of it, then how logical is your argument about not making weapons out of Beskar? Especially sure. when you're talking about the Darksaber being technically a Beskar weapon, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though it's a Beskar energy weapon. Like, you make this big deal. It's forged a Beskar a thousand years ago. It's like, well, yeah, the, the it's the hilt, but it's still a weapon that's... So your logic yeah. isn't making a lot of sense to me. And I'm so, just kind of well, pissed that they got rid of the sphere. <laughs> yeah, so the other thing, too, is, is that although they're not in, under any threat from Jedi, the fact of the matter is, is that that could have conceivably been an idea, especially when you when you consider, like, you know, the wars that had happened in the Old Republic between the Mandalorians and the, and the Jedi, where it would have probably been beneficial to have had Beskar, say, swords yeah. or staffs or something, or the spear. And, and, and also, you're, you're potentially talking about... of living Jedi because of Luke. True. So why aren't you worried about having a weapon that can actually defend yourself against this potential threat? Yeah, yeah and, and then you're also destroying potentially a significant like historical artifact as well. Yeah. But there it goes. However, it is going towards uh, a certain little dude, certain little foundling. Uh, Mando says to make it into something for Grogu, which we don't actually get. We don't yeah. know what that is. I assume that that'll be revealed. And if it's not a helmet with ear slots in it, <laughs> then it's not worth it. I'm okay? telling you, man, the pouch that he had wasn't big enough for that. It's got to be something more like a necklace. I'm not thinking it's real armor. Dude, I, the, the little, the little thing that he had beforehand. Okay. So here's another bit of plot. Holy thing. So I think that the little ha handkerchief thing, I think that that was just the, the sphere. 
that Grogu played with, right? Oh, you think so? Okay. I think that that's what that was. True, true. But what did he do with the forged thing? <laughs> Is it still with the armor? Did he take it with him? Is it right. lost in time and space? Well, see, okay, so here's my thought on that. At first, I was thinking it's like, well, this is just kind of a circular argument between the armor and Mando because, like, at first, it's like, okay, I don't want to make this armor for Grogu because he's becoming a Jedi, mm-hmm. but he's my little buddy. But he won't be your little buddy if he becomes a Jedi because he will forego all attachment. Right. But that's not the Mandalorian code. Okay, I'll make you the armor, but he's not Mandalorian. <laughs> But then I started to think about it. It's like, well, maybe the plan all along is for that to be waiting for him. And after he receives Jedi training, Mando's ultimate goal is always to bring him back into the fold mm-hmm. and turn him into, I don't re- uh, <laughs> I don't want to compare him in any way, but like, is he going to be the new bridge Jedi Mandalorian character. He will he will take the dark saber for his own and rule Mandalore. They're gonna have to adjust the dark saber. It's too big for him. <laughs> Even Yoda he had size. A he had a, a he had a growth spurt. Yeah. Even Yoda size. That's kind of a big saber. <laughs> but yeah, I don't uh, know. I'm excited to see what the piece is. It'll probably be pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait to see that. Now the the jet other pack. thing. Tell me, you got jetpack? Yeah, low grow with a jetpack. <laughs> it's got to be something. Well, and here's the thing: we're talking about the entire spear as Beskar, not the just the head. Yeah, the the the, the spear tip. Yeah, and that so, little pouch that he folded up—that's too small for the amount of Beskar that would have been melted down, unless yeah, like he I only said, got I, a portion of it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just the I think it's just the the ball. Yeah. Now what we also get here is we get some backstory. Uh, the armor explains a bit about Bo-Katan and sort of her failings, but also in the same process just pushes forward the whole cult mentality they have. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But, but it does sort of go through this explanation of the night of of a thousand tears or, you know, the purge, and it kind of it, we get actual like um, scenes. Yeah. So it's not just like a vocal story; it's it's a visual story as well, uh, where the you know the droid you know we have all these droids coming through and exterminating uh, Mandalorians. So that was kind of cool, but yeah, you're right. It it definitely um, advances the the creed of our now three. Mandalorians here as opposed to the rest of of the Mandalorian kind of culture and so forth. And uh and again then we should get a little, have been a scene spa- that definitely should have been in Mandalorian instead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then we get some sparring uh between the armor and Dinjarin and Mando we start to start to learn about this the blade is heavier, you know, which is not, it's not anything, anything crazy because the whole thing about like Jedi and the relationship with their weapon. And it's not just the laser sword. You know, it's, it's more than that. Right. And at this point, Mando is effectively fighting against the blade. He's not, 
he hasn't studied the blade. Uh, you know, he's he's fighting with it. He's trying to strong arm it. He's trying to use his right. physical strength as opposed to well, his mental strength. He's comparing it to another physical weapon, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the only the, the the question I have here is: Can he even wield the dark saber? Is he even proficient in? sword combat or any form of combat that would be well it's similar it's it's not not that though for me it's it's the fact that he's he's not a force wielder and granted we we did have um oh wow uh uh i am completely uh forgetting her name no the uh, in rebels uh come on Sabine, yes. So I, uh, Sabine learned how to wield the dark saber in combat. She was taught by Kanan. Yeah. So, and she wasn't a force wielder that we know of, but I guess the force could have awakened in everybody for all I know. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, with her, there was, there was a proficiency lacking in sword combat. They didn't really necessarily get into as much of the weight of it, but, you know, Mando seems to have a lot more trouble. So I guess my question is, is it even possible for him to wield it? Period. Yeah. I mean, it would be, he's essentially fighting against all the training he's already had up until this point. Mm. In a way. Yeah, for sure. So next up, we have our duel between Paz and, and Mando. Uh, because, you know, Paz is effectively claiming the sword as his family, right? Yeah. You know, as one of his ancestors who, who forged it. Uh, we, we get the cool little, uh, energy shield thing, yeah. which, which is neat. I like that. Um, and this battle, at least for me, does kind of prove that Mando can't wield this saber now. And I am glad that they didn't go straight to him being able to be proficient with it. Um, well, bring, because effectively, no, go ahead. I would say it brings up a lot of uh, potential for either Ahsoka or Luke to train him in it, which I think would be epic. I think it would be kind of cooler in a way with Ahsoka just because they already have a relationship, but at the same time, it'd be great to see more CGI Luke. <laughs> well, yeah, th- I, I was, yeah, I was going to hold on that for a second, but we might as well. I... Uh, Towards the end of the episode, Mando is going to go check up on Grogu. So, yeah, that that's kind of actually something that I thought about. Like, is he going to be, you know, potentially a student of Luke to learn how to use this saber? Would Luke even be interested in that? Uh, it, it seems to be the most likely scenario just because who has Grogu? Luke has Grogu. Right. So, and it still does kind of, you know, put some put some fan stuff out there it's like uh so you know luke and luke and ahsoka could totally meet man (laughs) i mean it would be only your father it would only be one of the most beautiful epic moments in star wars history you know but i mean how important is it really oh i think it would be (laughs) i i think it would be massive it would be the biggest upheaval in this generation of star Wars, I think maybe, Honestly. but you know, just, just to see like Ahsoka, it's like, 
you know, you look like your father. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or it's like, you know. Well, and at this point, keep what, in mind, Ahsoka what? is a more versed trained Jedi than Luke at this point. Granted, Luke has more potential, more power on his own right. But the idea of Ahsoka being able to train Luke in any way would be uh, so beautiful. And yeah, so but, but, even if it's yeah, not it, needed, and it's probably not needed at this point. Luke is already proficient as a Jedi. I know he doesn't need it, but the idea of Anakin's Padawan training his son would be so freaking awesome. Yeah, but but the only thing about that, that particular thing is, is we're already basically established Luke is a Jedi master at this right, point. Right, he's 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 already seemingly as we're told in the original series cross that threshold yeah so the 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 teaching i understand I guess that more, I, I not do, like physical teaching like blade work or whatever but more maybe he's struggling with something mentally that's been happening trying to figure out whether to train the next generation fully or if he's just going to have one padawan which would be grogu at this point mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get that. I, I just personally think it would be cool to meet and just do, like, the Harry Potter line. You look like your father, but you have your mother's eyes. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that's that was a tangent. Let's get back to the episode here. So Paz is defeated. Uh, as soon as, you know, he loses, Mando loses the, the saber, he's able to use his own, you know, combat style to defeat you know, Paz, who also can't really wield the saber. Yeah. He's just throwing it like a like a long sword. And then we get a moment where, you know, we, we effectively get a stop, and the armor asks Paz, "Have you ever removed your helmet?" Blah blah blah. And then she turns that question to Dinjarin, and he, after a pause, does say that he he has, and. You know, they they effectively are, are kicking him out, but he is looking for forgiveness, and the only way that she says that he can obtain that is by going through the the what underwater mines on Mandalore. Yeah, which I hate this portion so much. Well my th- well my thing is, and, and we might agree on this, I don't care if he's in this cult. I don't either. Personally, the cult's I would like dead. it more if he the wasn't. The cult is dead. The only thing left of the cult is the armor. You've just made me hate a third of the cult because you set one of them up against Mando. Yeah. And he doesn't gain anything by siding with them at this point. The only thing he loses is potential for more Beskar armor to be made for him. And I understand that would be a big blow. But this cult is holding him back. It's still controlling his mind. The fact that he feels the need after the epic jaunt he just had through the galaxy feels the need to go to this mine and get this water. It's so stupid. He's beyond them. And it just kind of goes to that cult mentality where no matter how intelligent of a person you are, if you subscribe to the teachings of a cult... You're essentially a puppet. You're controlled. Well, some could say that the Jedi Order was a bit of a cult. Oh, I, I 
wouldn't argue with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just not interested in in that particular version of the Mandalorians because I enjoyed Clone Wars Mandalorians. Yeah. I just did. Actual, you know. No, what you enjoy is actual Mandalorians. Mandalorians already had an established lore well before this series, and this wasn't a part sure. of the lore. Yeah, the, basically what this cult would do is make them more like a, like a you know zealots, never yeah. removing your mask, all this or your helmet in front of people, all that good sort of stuff. Which making she didn't it more even of ask like a, the question properly. She only asked if you've ever removed your helmet. Yeah, logistically well, I you think have she knew. to <laughs> to eat, true. to bathe yeah, for true, everything. True, true. So it's just kind of it was odd. Yeah, true. Now, let's talk about airport security and the TSA and going on a nice little flight. A little to... mini Greedo and everything, yeah. It was it was <laughs> weird because it just felt like literally getting on an airplane, like you're stopped at security. Especially you're going to have to turn you over your weapons. finally got to, you know, experience it for yourself. It's just like deja vu. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was just kind of, it was interesting, but he's... He does empty all of his weapons. I did worry that he would get the crate and something would be stolen. Like right. Paz came back and like stole the saber, and he'd have to find it again. Thankfully, that didn't happen. So we didn't In have another that episode kinda... of Boba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we get the little um, oh Rodian, our our little Rodian kid who waves at him with his little Rodian hands. Yeah, it makes him think of Grogu. Yeah, and he, he takes out his little little bag. It's like, oh, it's got ears. It looks exactly like him. <laughs> I do like that he has a seat for his jet pack, though. <laughs> he's, he probably had to buy two seats I for say that. He's, he's either buying two seats or flying first class just to be able to have his jet pack. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Why so would anyway, that be allowed on the plane but not the weapons? That's what I would like to know. Dude, the I, ship, I I'm sorry. I, now I'm really thinking of our... Universe, not plane. Yeah. Ship. <laughs> yes, the ship. And, you know, another thing that made me worry is that the droid was actually, like, malfunctioning. Yeah. Too. His speech was stuttering when they got there. But anyway, he's got his weapons, and then we see a BD. BD droid. Yeah. Like in like in Fallen Order. Yay, BD. Our little cow buddy. Uh, yeah. And then we get our mechanic. Um Look, the mechanics, she's fine. This little goofy. Section sucked. I don't know, dude. Like I mean, it. it's yeah, it, it it's whatever. I mean, I don't I don't want to dog it too much, but I think we we both expressed that this wasn't really our favorite character that they came up with. She is she's fine, but she's not somebody I want a lot of screen time with. And boy, did we get quite a bit of screen cuz this is about halfway through the episode. Yeah. Um, and then we get Mando's new ship, yeah, which is a Phantom Menace era. Well, it's a Naboo fighter. Naboo fighter. Yeah. I actually had a Lego of this, a reasonably sized Lego, uh, Lego. It was of always one of, one of my favorite fighters growing up. I thought it was awesome, but I'll tell you one thing. It is meant to be piloted by Anakin because he does not fit in this thing well, nor was well, it entertaining it, it, to watch him build it. No, that, that, yeah, that seemed like a little bit of a drag. But here's my thing. He's a bounty hunter. The How reason he sell? had a ship like, well, he had, he, the reason he had a ship like the Razor Crest, I mean, and we even saw it in the series, 
he had multiple, you know, bounties that he had frozen carbonite in his hold. Not to mention the it was armory as much a, he had. <laughs> right. It was, it was as much a home as it was a ship and a transport. That's common to bounty hunters. Even Boba Fett's ship has room. It's a big ship. Yeah. Um, this is, and I just this don't useless to him. He, she even has to go as far as to be like, you can get, you can jump to hyperspace without having to have a, a dock. Come on. It's like, yeah, this, this is super impractical. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a hot rod and what he needs is a, is a good tricked out van. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in real world terms, it's like you just need like a utility he needs van. That my ride stuff going on right now. No, not that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about like a like a one. What are those? The Mercedes Sprint vans, you know, that everybody makes like little homes out of and right. travels the country. He needs something like that, not a 1930s rat rod. And they even put a giant engine on it, like a like a hot rod. Yeah. <laughs> so look, the ship is cool. It doesn't fit Mando for me. Personally, literally, that's barely just my fits Mando in general. And yeah. the entire time I was watching this scene, I just kept thinking: so if we cut this and cut the scene where he's test driving it, and cut the scene where he's pulled over in it, could we have fit an actual interaction with Boba Fett in <laughs> to an episode <sighs> of The Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, conceivably, conceivably. So anyway, we build the ship. We have that whole montage. And he doesn't um, take BD, which annoys me. I kind of want him to take the BD. Well, I mean, you know, he doesn't really trust droids. But yes, that's what I thought. She also just put a bubble on the uh, astromech port, which conceivably she's probably thinking about like Grogu, Grogu. flying yeah. around with him in this little tiny ship, which is ridiculous. But whatever. He's still small. Um and then, you know, one thing I actually did kind of appreciate the more I thought about it is Mando's, like, kind of having a little bit of trouble with the piloting. And, like, you see the ship being a little shaky at times because he's used to flying a transport, not a fighter pilot. Right. He's not a fighter pilot. He's used to very slow, deliberate movements, not the jerky actions of a fighter pod that's been upgraded into a hot rod. He, he's he's you know he's got a few maneuvers listing lazily to the left might be one of them but <laughs> anyway but then we get this whole scene where he he traverses beggars canyon we see the the ramp from the pod race and we even get him to say wizard at the end when he comes oh back my God. <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, it was a little it was a little bit too on the nose but but yeah he he gets in to, to space with it uh, you know, says hi to the Rodian kid who's back on the transport for some reason. It's like, oh, hey, look, we're just gonna check out the planet and then leave real quick. Yeah. Um, this is just one of our he, stops in our um, uh, what's the Disney cruise ship? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but then yeah, he gets stopped by the space police, which one of them was one of our pilots from from the Mandalorian series, <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, the interaction was kind of funny. It's like, hey, you don't have a transponder saying, hey, your your engine block doesn't match your ship. Where's your registration? License license and registration and proof of insurance. And by um, the way, apparently uh, someone can just give remote access to the police mm -hmm. now in Star mm -hmm. Wars. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, interesting. 
Well, this he, did, he does. This did make me think of uh, the opening credits for the first actual episode of Mandalorian. I, I just think it'd be funny, like, you know how in the openings you'll see, like, the Razor Crest listing towards a planet slowly, and now yeah. you're just going to see him zoom past, barely see the ship as he crashes into the freaking planet. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so our... I don't remember the the guy's the the, the pilot's either. name, but uh, yeah, he's he he knows who he is. Obviously, I mean they look at each other for a bit, but uh, and then he hits the what what was it sublight engines? I think yeah. is what they said. Yep. So it's not hyper hyper speed, but it's um with this it's one some, it's close some thrusters. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it was kind of cool. I yeah. kind of like that. But they let him go, and he goes back to the planet. He says, "Wizard," he said, "You said the thing." Uh, and then effectively we're, we're towards the end of the episode where, uh, Fennec Shan shows up like an actual character from the book of Boba Fett and they're, you know, obviously on friendly terms and Mando's like, oh yeah, you know, you don't have to pay me. I'll help. But I, but first I gotta, I gotta visit a little friend. Which hopefully is their way of saying, don't worry, I won't be in the next episode. It'll actually be about Boba Fett. Yeah, which is interesting. Hitting mics and stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, which is actually interesting because obviously that means he's not going to be there right now. But conceivably, we might have a solid Boba episode next week. And what do you what what's what do you think is the the odds that he is back for the uh, the finale? Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, I, I yeah. said earlier that it would be cool to see BK and him fighting side by side. I think that's exactly what we're going to see. And I think we're going to have our all-out war with the Pikes completely mm-hmm. fought by BK. <laughs> Whoever they pick up in the next episode, Mandalorian, and maybe a couple of Gamorrean guards. True. And our straight so, he, he, Here's the other thing I would think about. Do you think that there's a possibility that the next season of Mandalorian would fit in between episode six and seven of Boba Fett? <sighs> like timeline wise? Like we have a massive jump in time between episode six and seven so that Mando could be back in episode seven. So I guess the two ways it could happen is episode or season three of Mando is going to be extremely short. It's a very short timeline. Or we make Boba Fett very disjointed to fit in Mando coming back because this is a war that's already brewing. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not going to wait a month. You know, it's not going to wait for him to go do his little quest and come back. So I think it would really, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about this too much timeline wise. I mean, I guess you could have a jump and things have just been boiling and boiling and we're ready to finally blow and Mando shows up at perfect time. Well, my, my point is I don't think we're going to see Grogu in Book of Boba Fett. I think that that's going that to be, be part of, that would be of the next season of, of Mando. And then, but again, it's like, do you, do you have a, a hip hop where maybe like the first episode of Mando is going to check on Grogu and then he, the next episode is like, whoa, I just got back from, I'm, I just saw Boba Fett, Grogu, he's, he's doing good, you know, or something like that. It's either that or, 
what if they keep going the same route they've been going where you have your 20-minute opener that has nothing to do with present day and our 20-minute opener is Mando going to check on Grogu and then go back by episode seven. That's what I'm worried about. It's not what I think will happen, but I'm kind of nervous that it could happen because (laughs) for some reason, I mean... Let's just stop and think about how much present day time, like screen time, have we had with Boba so far? I don't think we've had an hour and a half. Oh, well, I mean, present day, no, because they've they've done so many flashbacks. And I just feel like that's how they want to do it with the entire series. So it wouldn't surprise me all that much if we have a jump to Mando. Maybe. Just to kind of tie all that up and then move on to him going back to Boba in a more timely maybe. fashion. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they can be lying about how many episodes Book of Boba Fett is and then we just we do Boba and then oh hey, by the way, Mandalorian and then more Boba Fett. Just like, well, Star Trek's been doing that. They've been jumping in between different shows. They've been looping in different shows. It's like, oh, here's the first six episodes. Well, here's six episodes of this, and here's the next six, and blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. I think we're going to have to do some time finagling within the next next two episodes of of Boba. Because conceivably, I don't really see this series being a big enough hit to continue on to another season. Don't see how it could be. (laughs) Don't see how it could be. I mean, granted, I did see like at least one person. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a podcast page on Twitter saying that this was the best series ever. No, which it's is not. Laughable, but. No, it's not. <laughs> this is a very disjointed yeah. series so far. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine television. It's not bad, but it's not it's not the best. Uh, all right, man. Well, what else? Any final thoughts on uh, on this episode? No, I mean, I think we're kind of at the point of ratings. All right, man. We'll throw it out there. What's your rating for this week? I don't want to give one. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to, and you have to explain it in concise terms. <laughs> oh, no, I will not. <laughs> uh, I feel like we your should doctoral be... doctoral thesis. I feel like we should be giving this two ratings. I really do. Like, Okay, yeah, I mean, because yeah, rated as a Mando, Book of Boba Fett. Rated as a Mando episode, episode yeah. Sure. Well, as a book Do of it. Boba Fett episode, it's a zero. Mm. It's a terrible Gosh. book of... Okay, I will probably feel differently about this episode after the entire season is said and done, depending on how Mando moves the story forward, potentially saves Boba from some really tight bind, bad situation, something like that. Sure. I will eventually like this episode, probably. But as it stands right now, as far as the series goes, it barely moved the plot forward at all. And we didn't see our protagonist once. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. a, it wasn't a good episode of Boba. Sure. So as a book of Boba episode, I'm gonna give it like a six. Okay. As a Mando episode, uh, if we could ignore the mechanic scene, I think it was really good. You know, our, our bounty was really good. We had a lot of exposition. We learned a lot about, uh, dark saber lore. We had a little setup for what's going on with the cult, you know, Mando's yep. little family. 
So I thought that was really cool. Um, and it's giving us a lot of hype about seeing Grogu and Luke again. So that that portion of it for me is awesome. But yeah. the mechanic scene kind of really, and I've said this for every episode of Mando with the mechanic in it, I don't really like the mechanic. And it was really overdrawn. So that kind of lowers the standard for me a bit. So I'll give it like a 7.9 because of oh the boy. mechanic scene. I can't say it's wow. a really, really good episode because of that. I did. Okay. It, it kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, okay, but fair, everything fair. other than that with Mando was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. But a third of the episode was crap. We even got classic Mando walking scenes. Yeah, and we got our uh, I can bring you in cold or I can bring you in warm comment, which mm-hmm. <laughs> in that scene was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it was a good episode of Mando, but the mechanic ruined it because yeah, it just kept yeah. making me think this is time that Boba could be on screen. This is stupid. Sure. You know? Sure. All right, yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it was um, is really good looking episode, you know. And and as far as uh, a plotted episode for the Mandalorian, I think it was relatively strong. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Rem- we should really, I should really like make a spreadsheet and actually <laughs> figure out what our ratings are one day. Probably. I don't really feel like it, but. Um, Maybe one day I'll do it. But, like, if I think back on some of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian, though, I I can't... I don't necessarily think that this would have been, you know, like a top three in Mando. I think it would have just been, like, a, a really solid episode, but not, not the top for Mandalorian. And, you know, as far as a Book of Boba Fett episode, it's, it's not. It's not a Book of Boba Fett episode. It's a Mandalorian episode in sandwiched into a series that clearly there isn't very much confidence in, unfortunately. Um, I'm, I'm really having a, a really difficult time rating this because again, it was good. It's just in the wrong, it's in the wrong series. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean the, the bounty was, the bounty scene was great. The very violent, but great. The cult stuff was, you know, interesting. Um, the shipbuilding thing, I, th- I just think is off. And, and I only say that because, I mean, it's not realistic for, for Mando to have a hot rod when, again, what he needs is a sprinter van. Um, so it's not like he can do a bounty in that thing. I mean, I guess he could, but, you know, if you have to bring somebody back... Uh, where do you stuff them? Well, the bounty that we started with would have been perfect for that. <laughs> True. You could have put the head in there, although that's highly unsanitary. Uh, Especially for anyway, Grogu to sit in afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it was fine. I mean, the mechanic stuff, I'm not as hard on, but I, it's, again, not my favorite character that we had from The Mandalorian. It, but it was okay. Um, but I will say, you know, the nostalgia stuff... I know a lot of people were really popping off for that. For me, it kind of seemed a little bit forced in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we got mention of Beggar's Canyon already in the, in this series, I think. And I think that that was enough 
I, I f- almost feel like they were just trying to play too much off of the nostalgia bug. But like I said, I could just go watch Phantom Menace and be perfectly happy. I'm not actually one of those people that needs a ton of Easter eggs, especially in Star Wars. I, I just don't particularly need that. So that's not necessarily a home run for me. Um, but I, I think it's still, it's still a reasonably solid episode, but I'm, I'm really having, I'm having a hard time giving it a rating. I, I think my, my initial thought is like an eight two eight point two, 8.2. Um, and I would be interested to see what my thought process is if, if it were just an episode of the Mandalorian, if it would be higher, but, um, yeah, just it didn't advance the story any. It was, it was a really strange side quest that, albeit cool, kind of, kind of almost as disrespectful to the story you're trying to tell, in a way because you're not doing anything with it. I mean, we could have had another episode with the Power Rangers, you know, right. doing Power Rangers, you know, go go Power Rangers stuff. Um, maybe maybe the water guy comes and bashes their their <laughs> vespas. And right. destroys them. Yeah, and it's, so they have to ride like actual speeders. <laughs> right, and it's hard to even call it a side quest because it's not even for your main protagonist. It's almost like a game where, like, halfway through, it's like, oh, the main protagonist is incapacitated. You have to play as this person now, albeit a really uh, cool true. person. But it's like, hey, Mando, uh, the planet's being taken over by the Pikes. We really need some help. Oh yeah, sure. I'll do it, and I'll do it for free. But like, I've got to go. I'll be what? back in like two, three weeks. Can it wait that long? It's like no, you don't understand that the Pikes are here now. They're they're murdering everybody. They're spicing everybody up. We need help. It's like, yeah, I, I I'll help, but like like later. You know that would have actually been a bye. cooler. I know. I know it sounds stupid, but it would have been cooler for me. Like, okay, keep the mechanic scene in. All the goofiness, all that garbage. But then the ship blow up when they try to start it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, now I'm stuck. And then Finnick shows up, and they offer him a version of the Razor Crest, if you help me out, or something like that. You know, I think he, need, I, he needs to get a Razor Crest back. Yeah. Well, it, the, the, uh, the, res, uh, the resistance pilot... The uh, Republic pilot even mentions it, like you know, on on what was it, Navarre, the the planet or whatever, yeah, Navarro, yeah. The, the planet, and it almost made it seem like it was still maybe floating out there. I personally, it's like I, it was a crazy unique ship, and yeah. it looked cool. And and again, no disrespect to the Naboo fighter, but like I want the Razor Crest back. I, it was kind of sad when they destroyed it. Yeah, and I know a lot of people were. A lot of people were sad, too, because they bought that stupid, expensive Lego, and then they destroyed the ship in the series <laughs> after they released the dang Lego. Um, but, yeah, I just um, I want to see him back in the Razor Crest. I want to I want to see I, I don't I don't dislike the Naboo fighter, but it just seems impractical for a bounty hunter like Dinjar. And I'm just saying it. it's useless. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's pretty much the episode. Any, anything else we need to touch on if we exhausted our time <laughs> yeah i think we we're pretty much good to go cool cool well folks um we would love to hear what you thought of this episode i i know that our ratings and our maybe our discussion is way off from maybe what some of you thought 
Uh, I, I know it certainly wouldn't be the, the agreed upon uh, mass rating on Twitter right now as, as to what, what this episode is. Um, obviously, you know, there might be some differing opinions, but, you know, that's cool. So let us know what you thought of it and, and you know, just tell us what, you, what you're thinking of the series. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can always hit us up on Twitter at TC Plan Podcast. You know, Facebook's out there. Or if you want to just send us like a longer sort of transmission via the, via the internet, via the, the, the mail, the, the electronic mail, you know, the email, uh, that's tcplanpodcast@gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, so you guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>